2: as Park Kent resumes his daily chores at the planet, Professor Blessing and his henchman, Froggy, cook up another plot to defraud honest citizens of Metropolis.
0: Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, uh, when you like somebody pretty well, you kind of like to have this picture around. And uh, that's one reason why those comic buttons in the new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pep are making such a hit with you fellows and girls. Because those comic strip characters are old friends. Sure, you've followed their adventures in the funny papers for a long, long time. So collecting these pep comic buttons is bound to be mighty exciting. And are these pictures true to life? Chief Brandon looks a dignified and official. And a Goofy has that silly grin on his face. And Superman looks as if he's all ready to take off to the skies. Yes, sir, these 18 new and different pep comic buttons are really slick. You'll be proud to wear them pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap. So uh, don't let your pals get ahead of you. You get busy on your collection. Ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep. That's right. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. You just look for one inside every package of Pep you open. And uh, look for some downright good eating at breakfast, too, because that's what Pep's famous for. Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. It's loaded with a golden toasted sunshine flavor that really tickles your taste like anything. That's P E P, gang. The Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep.
2: Now, the adventures of Superman. While Superman was rescuing Terry White and breaking up the ring, engaged in a huge housing racket, the self-styled Professor Blessing and Froggy, two other racketeers who had previously swindled thousands of amateur songwriters, and who had almost caused the deaths of cub reporter Jimmy Olsen and copy boy Beanie Martin, slipped back into Metropolis unannounced. Without funds now,
1: but still flashily dressed, the skeleton-thin, bald-headed professor
2: led his burly henchman to
1: a shabby little diner, saying... I've got an idea that'll soon have us rolling in money again, Froggy. And if Jim Olson or anybody else gets in our way this time, they'll regret it.
2: As we continue now in the diner, the proprietor, that red-faced man in a soiled apron, joins Professor Blessing and Froggy at the end of the stained chip
1: counter. Listen. Hello, Max. Oh. Hi, Professor. Long time no see. Well, uh, I uh, I've been away on uh, business, Max. Not uh, <laughs> doing a little stretch? Eh? Certainly not, Max. Certainly not. You know I rarely have any difficulties with the police. Yeah, you're clever, all right, Professor. Hey, uh, talking about cops? How about locking the door to this joint and pulling down the shade? I'm nervous. An excellent idea, Froggy. Uh, Max, I uh, I have a proposition to make you so if you don't mind closing up now and losing a little business. What business? I don't make enough in this diner to keep the mice alive. Come on, then. Stop the door and pull the shade down. Okay. By the way, Max, would you mind turning off the radio? Okay. Ah, thank you. So, uh, business isn't so good, eh? It
2: stinks. So did them hamburgers. Well, quiet, don't quiet. If you want not bite upon me
1: for a loan, forget it, because Ah, oh, no, 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 Max. <laughs> I don't want to borrow money from you. I want to help you make money. And incidentally, make a little for myself. And could we use it? Uh, let me get this straight. You want to help me make some money? Yes, yes. And I'm thinking of making you my partner, Max. Huh? Huh? Me? Your partner? Uh, yes. Or perhaps I should say I've decided, uh, decided to become your partner. Oh, that's different. Now, look, Professor, I ain't got enough dough to pay the rent. So if you... All right, figured... all right, All right, Max. But you have something worth a great deal of money. Yeah? That's news to me. What? This diner. Are you kidding? Not at all, Max. I should say this diner was worth, well, uh, conservatively, $2,000. What? $2,000? $2, hey, now, look. Perhaps even you're... a little bit more, Max. Oh, on, uh, you're off your feed, Professor. Who'd give me two grand for a rundown joint like this? That's what I want to know. Plenty of... Su- uh, <laughs> people, Max. Of them. Yeah, well, look, I offered it to a couple of guys for 250 bucks. You know what? They left it. Of course. It's because you didn't go about it the right way. The only way I could sell this joint for even 100 bucks would be to hit some guy on the head, take 100 bucks out of his pocket, and stick a bill of sale in oh, his head. And then run. Yeah, run like anything. I repeat, Max, this little diner is worth at least $2,000. I repeat, you're nuts. I hate to go along with Max, but that's... You stay out of this, Froggy. Look, Max, you said you'd sell out for $250, right? Right. And I'll throw in the radio, which is the only thing in this joint to change broken. Will you give me all I can get over
0: $500? Will I? And
1: how? Very well. Now, uh, may I write on the back of this menu? Sure, sure. <laughs> Nobody comes in to read it, except the flies. Excellent. Now, let me see. Ah, uh, yes. What's you writing, Professor? Quiet, Froggy, quiet. This diner is called the uh, honeybee? Yeah. I ought to change it to the Dead Bee. Hey, who's that? I don't know. maybe that Maybe they see this come in. We didn't pass any cops. It's probably a customer. Sure, that's all that's it is. is. Yeah, yeah. It's going away now. Boy, better relief. Ah, be quiet now. I want to finish writing this ad. What ad? An ad for the newspapers announcing that your diner is uh, for sale. Great sacrifice because of ill health. Honeybee diner. I'm telling you, you're wasting four, two, your time, two, Professor. Five, 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 five. Nobody had buy this place. They take one look at it, they don't see no customers, they go home. Don't worry, Max, don't worry. They'll see plenty of customers. How will they when nobody comes in here? Now, just leave those little details to me. There we are. Now, I want you to take this ad down and place it in the Daily Planet. Hey, that's where those kids work, Jim Olson and Beanie Martin. You know, if they ever see us again and yell copper, we'll go to the can for 20 years. Look, <laughs> Froggy, this is a big city. There's no reason for them to see us. But they might. They work at the planet and the police. Nevertheless, of... the chances are in our favour. But if they should see us, well, we'll see that they don't get the chance to call the police. Now, Max, rush this ad down to the planet. I want it to appear in tomorrow's paper. Beginning right now, we're getting back into the money, and plenty of it. <laughs>
2: A few days later, as Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen return to the Daily Planet, the phone rings in Kent's office.
0: Hello? Mr. Kent? Yes, who's is this? This is Dave Powers. Dave Powers?
1: Yeah. You're the fellow who's running the racket-busting department on the Daily Planet, aren't you? Why, yes. What can well, I do for you? what kind it? of a racket are you running? Me? What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I answered an ad in your paper advertising a diner for sale. Yes? Well, I bought the diner for $2,000 in cash, and I got gypped. You did, eh? Yeah. I got taken by racketeers on account of believing an ad in your paper. Well, now, look, and we you're can... the guys who keep saying you want to break up the rackets. Well, we do, Mr. Powers. And if you think you've been victimized, don't we'll do all... I think it, brother. I know. Okay, we'll do all we can to help you. Where are you located? This white elephant of a diner I bought. Southwest Harrison Street. It's called the
2: Honey Bee. The Honey Bee? I'll be right down. You can give me all the details.
1: I'll give to you, all right. And to the police, too. Come on
2: over. I'll be there in a few minutes. So long.
1: Jim?
0: Get your hat and coat. We're going places.
2: Hurrying from the Daily Planet, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen set out for the Honey Bee Diner, which, as we know, was where we last saw Professor Blessing and Froggy. We'll return in a moment for the surprising climax of today's episode. So
0: stand by. You know, gang, it would be kind of fun to to take a census and see whether the fellas or the girls have collected the most different comic buttons from that exciting new series that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pet. From what I've seen, both fellas and girls are mighty busy with their collections. And no wonder it's a heap of fun to get a brand new button whenever Mom opens a new package of Pet. Maybe it'll be a favorite comic strip character that you don't have yet, like, a, oh, maybe Brenda Starr or, or Flash Gordon or maybe Superman himself. And if it is a duplicate, well, that's even more fun because then you can swap with one of your pals. And you know, the best part is these Pep comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But every time Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep, there's your slick-looking comic button inside. And a Pep gives you something else, too. A super delicious dish for breakfast. Yes, sir, Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. It's loaded with catchy sunshine flavor, golden, toasted, and good. And uh, Pep is on the beam with Sunshine Vitamin D2, that good old vitamin that helps build strong bones and teeth, and energy vitamin B1. Yes, sir, Kellogg's Pep is sure a prize package. That's P-E-P, the Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep.
2: As we rejoin them, Clark, Kent, and Jimmy Olsen have arrived at the Honey Bee Diner and have seated themselves at one end of the chipped and stained counter. At the other end, two husky men, their backs half-turned to our friends, sit quietly, occasionally sipping at their coffee. Behind the counter, a red-headed young man in a neat white apron fidgets nervously at the coffee urn. This $2,000 for
1: this joint, Mr. Kent. That's what he said, Jim. Oh, wow, was he stung. It looks like it. Said he bought it after seeing an ad in the planet, too. Uh-oh, that's not so good for us. Right, I want to know more about it. That must be Dave Powers, the man who called me up behind the counter. Why doesn't he come over here? I don't know. I'll call him. Say up. A waiter. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh-oh. There go the profits. Powers seems very nervous. He sure does. He jumped a foot when he dropped that cup. Look how he keeps biting his lip. Quiet, Jim. Here he comes. Yeah? What'll it be? You, Dave Powers? That's right. I'm Clark Kent from the Daily Planet. You called. Oh. To... oh, yes. Uh, oh. I, uh, I changed my mind, Mr. Kent. You what? Sorry, I. I'm sorry I bothered you. Huh? Hey, what is it? What do you mean, Mister Powers? You said you that heard you... me. I changed my mind. But look, we came. I'm d- sorry I bothered you. I, I made a mistake. I, I'm busy now, so long. Oh, I don't get it. You called us up and said quiet, you. Quiet, Jim. Quiet. I'm Stan, Mister Powers. You don't want to talk while those customers are here. I tell you what. You bring us some sandwiches, anything at all. We'll wait till they leave. I don't want you to wait. You don't? No, I, I don't want to see, and I can't serve any food either. I'm, I'm all out of everything. So beat it, will you? Please. Of all that. Now listen, Mr. Powers. Will you fellas stop taking up my time? I said I'm all out of food and I'm too busy to gab. So long. Now wait never a minute. Never mind, Jim. Never mind. Come on. Where? Out. But uh... Come on, I said. Okay. But I don't get it, Mr. Kent. Neither do I. But why did you... Jim, there's something strange going on in this diner. Why do you say that? Because Dave Powers is scared. Terrified. Absolutely petrified with fear. Why? Of why? I don't know. It's something I don't understand and that I don't like. Puzzled and disturbed,
2: Clark Kent looks back at the shabby little diner where Dave Powers has nervously returned to his coffee urn and the two husky men continue to sit over their coffee at the end of the counter. What did Dave Powers have to tell Clark Kent? And why did he suddenly change his mind? We know that the cunning Professor Blessing and his henchman Froggy are involved in this mystery, but how... This is the beginning of a new and exciting story, fellows and girls. And Superman goes into action tomorrow in an amazing situation. So don't fail to be with us then. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station.
0: And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet.
2: For excitement, the adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is the copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You know, gang, one word leads to another. I like the way that those toasty words, crisp, crunchy, crinkly, lead you right on to crumbles, Kellogg's crumbles. It's a toasty and, and sweet and mellow rich on a frosty morning. It's the only cereal in the whole wide world made in those little crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. And so good for you. Sure, Mom knows that. In fact, uh, she'd probably like to see you eat up a bowl of crumbles for breakfast tomorrow. Crisp, crunchy, crinkly, crumbles, Kellogg's crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.